Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Oh, that sexy body is very important, and if you're not feeling sexy, or maybe is your energy low, are you acting cranky and irritable with family, friends, and maybe even with your coworkers? Maybe what you need is a way to keep your energy up, to feel happier, keep your relationships fresh and thriving in the midst of ongoing family demands, career pressures, and those stressors of everyday life. Wouldn't you love a solution to all of that? Well, Americans are tired, and that fatigue robs us of productivity, joy, and even sleep. Because when we're already tired, it's hard to sleep. And that's what our show is about today. Because most of us are not getting the kind of sleep we need. So even when we do sleep, we wake up exhausted. And here at Modern Love Radio, we know how important it is that you feel fresh, that you feel alive. Because that's when you have the best love life, the best sex life, and of course, the best health, which leads to the best wealth and the best of everything else that's good in life. So we want you to pay special attention today because our guest is going to give you secrets to getting sacred rest, the deepest kind of sleep, the most restorative sleep. And you can visit me at www.drbrendawade.com or better still, Go to Eventbrite and register yourself for our upcoming special once-a-month live intensive training. And in April, we're going to be talking about sex, sex, and more sex, and better sex with great experts in the arena of sexuality and relationship joining me. So you'll want to be rested so you can come and enjoy that and get the most out of it. So let's go to our Dear Dr. Brenda question very quickly. It says, Dear Dr. Brenda, I'm a woman in my mid-40s. I've diligently exercised, eaten well, taken care of my skin, keep my hairstyle, clothing up to date. I'm constantly taken for being much younger than I am, and I feel It's very bothersome in a business situation when someone my age or slightly older treats me like they could be my parent. I'm not inclined to broadcast my age. Is there a professional way to deal with their condescending attitude? Denver lady boss. Listen, boss. Very, very important for you to know this has nothing to do with your age. This is typically the way women are treated in business situations, that's why we've got hashtag times up. And the other ways that women's voices are being heard 
in a new way, it's not the first time, but in a new way of women saying, I want to be taken seriously for my contributions, my talents, my education, my professionalism. And the really professional way to do that is thank you for your input. I'll take that under consideration as we're doing the planning for whatever it is or as we're doing the uh, ongoing consulting. I'll take it under consideration and keep moving. Don't take it personally, as Don Miguel Ruiz would say. People need a lot of education to change these old, antiquated, anti-feminine and repressing of feminine power ways of looking at women. So let's get right into talking about sleep and the power of sacred rest. Our guest is Sandra Dalton-Smith, who is a medical doctor, and she's a mother to two boys, a busy spouse, and carries several other roles. And she's here to discuss the scientific reasons for exhaustion and to help us to discover how little changes in daily habits and minor attitude adjustments can prepare your body and your mind to get the most out of a night's sleep. You're going to learn the difference between sleep and rest and learn to achieve what Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith calls sacred rest that benefits both the body and the soul. She has a new book out called Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, and best of all, Restore Your Sanity. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Dr. Sandra. Sandra, hello, Dr. Dalton-Smith. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Brenda. How are you? I'm doing just great. And your book sounds like it's perfect for somebody like me and probably a lot of our other listeners who are always running hard and overworking and not getting enough rest. So tell us a bit about how you got interested in this whole topic of sleep and rest. Well, it really came from my own burnout story. I had finished medical school. I had everything that I had been working towards, the family, the kids, the car, the house, everything on the surface looked very good. But I was not happy, and I was tired all the time. Uh, My sex life was horrible. I didn't have energy for anything. And so what ended up happening for me is I got to a point where I really had to make a decision about did I make the wrong choice? Am I in the wrong profession? Well, I knew that wasn't Mm -hmm. correct because I spent my whole life dreaming of getting to this one goal. So why Mm -hmm. then was it so horrible feeling once I got there? And when I started really evaluating what I was feeling, it wasn't that I didn't like the job or the position. I didn't like the way the stress was affecting me. And so what I had to do was find out, okay, I was going to bed every night, but that wasn't solving the problem. I'd go to bed and wake up just as exhausted as I was when I went to sleep. How much sleep were you getting about how many hours when you went to bed? Well, the thing was I had, you know, on top of all that with burnout, there comes a level of depression. So I was sleeping plenty. (laughs) Whenever I wasn't on call, I would, you know, I'd hit the bed in the hopes that something was going to help kind of revive my energy. Right. So you were caught in that stress and burnout syndrome that Mm -hmm. affects so many of us. And, you know, it's important, everybody, I want you to really understand what Dr. Dalton Smith is talking about here, which is that even if we're sleeping, if you're in a stress and burnout situation, your brain is depleted of neurotransmitters. And that means even if you're resting, you're not getting as much out of the sleep. And that sounds like what you're describing, yes? 
Absolutely. And that's when I really started to understand that sleep and rest aren't the same thing. We, wow. We Wait a minute. Together. Wait a minute. Say that again. Sleep <laughs> and rest are not the same thing. So what's the difference between sleep and rest? Well, I start off by helping people understand that sleep, for, for the most part, sleep is a biological function. Sleep is mandatory. We all have to sleep or eventually you're going to go into, you're not going to be alive. Right, I, and exactly. I see all you, systems shut down know, and, and who, it's game over, everybody. Right. <laughs> in the ICU, we'll have people who, you know, we, we have sleep deprived because we have so many things and stimuli going on in the ICU. And those people literally lose their mind after a few days of not going to sleep. And we have to chemically induce them into a level of sleep. Sleep right. is biological. It's a must-have. Rest, we can put on the shelf like we do those books we say we're going to read and never get to. It's one of those elusive things that if we have time, we'll, find, we'll rest. Or we, so a lot of us, when we say we're resting, we're doing activities that are cessation activities. So we stop, but we don't actually do things that are restorative. Now, I think what, now describe rest to us. How do you know if you're actually resting, not keeping up the activities and the other things that are distracting? How do you know you've actually crossed that line from activity into rest? What is different about that? Rest is restorative. Rest but what, what does back it look in. like? What does it look like when you're resting? That's what I want people to get a picture of how that might look so that you can distinguish between are you resting or are you just piddling around keeping yourself busy? Well, it depends on the type of rest you're referring to because there are actually there's more than one type of rest. There's mm-hmm. seven different types of rest. So just to give an example, if we're talking about mental rest, mm-hmm. mental rest looks like quieting that cerebral background chatter that we have. It's no longer having that running reel of information in your mind. So that would can be get mindfulness or something that allows us to quiet the mind. That's correct. Or it could Whereas be physical contemplation. Rest may be contemplation. a massage or... Mm-hmm or something that decreases muscle tension, reduces headache, something that allows your body to become restored in that way. Okay, and then we so have emotional We're rest. resting the mind by either doing mindfulness, meditation, getting a massage. It could be doing a yoga flow, mm-hmm. something that lets the mind rest. Is that what you're saying? That's true. And then for physical rest, it's things that help restore the body, that restore circulation to the parts of the body that are tense, that relaxes the muscles back to their calm state. And so that's the physical aspects of rest. Okay, and it so that makes I actually sense, but that again the, takes us back to uh, maybe walking. You know, there's this new thing. Uh, I just read about this about a year ago. In Japan, doctors are prescribing forest bathing. They write prescriptions for forest bathing to, for people who are depressed or anxious or overtired, and that's basically go take a walk in the woods. And that's creative rest. That's one of the seven types as well. Creative rest is allowing natural beauty, um, whether it's or it can be natural or it can be creative for that matter. It can be listening to classical music. It could be going to a play. But it's allowing creative beauty to inspire awe and to liberate wonder, to bring us back to a place of, of, of realization of things being bigger than just our small area. And so that's another form of rest, creative rest, that awakening this of awe so and wonder. This is so interesting to me. I never knew there were all these different kinds of rest. So, so far we have mental rest, physical rest, creative rest. Keep going. This is fascinating. Listen, you guys, I want you to write these down so that we can all partake of the different ways of resting. 
Um, and then just to continue over, there's seven total. The other four um, are spiritual, emotional, social, and sensory. And some of them sound self-explanatory, spiritual, just the opportunity to, to really just to recline in the knowledge of the holy, whatever that represents to you, and to be able to associate with that. Um, emotional really has to do with uh, being authentic, and it's eliminating those people-pleasing behaviors because that in itself creates an underlying level of stress. We have to have those people in situations where we can truly be ourselves without apology and to set our personal boundaries that um, because that's so where a lot of us get in trouble. Because a lot of people do get anxious and stressed because they think it's their job to make everybody happy, and, of course, women suffer more from that because women are trained that everyone has to be happy, everyone has to be comfortable, and then they get burned out. We get Absolutely. burned out. Speaking, I'm raising my hand here because I certainly have been on that boat. So pay close attention. Now, before you go on with the last two kinds of rest, why is rest so important versus sleep? Because you can't sleep well unless you are resting well. It's almost like... And most of us have experienced this. We go and we lay in our bed, and when you lay down, it's like your body then tries to go through uh, like a 15-second rest to dump you over into sleep. You try to shut your brain off. You try to get your muscles to relax. You try to kind of connect to that uh, higher power and, and to kind of get spiritually aligned. But you can't do that in 15 seconds, so you spend then the next hour tossing and turning. Uh, and so you're saying in order to get good sleep – you have to already have done some resting of the mind, the emotions, the spiritual, the sensory, all those things. Absolutely. And it's not something that you just do right before you go to bed. What I teach my patients is this is a lifestyle. If your lifestyle is one of rest, and what usually they say is, well, won't I be lazy and unproductive? No. The studies show that people who know how to rest well are the most creative, most productive people out there. All of the studies about multitasking have shown it to be ineffective use of the brain. We have to kind of get away from the way that cult- we have to be a little bit countercultural if we want to be the exception and not but, and you what know, everybody is else is experiencing. Because the multitasker, there was a book written so many years ago, it was the first book about this, called The Type A Personality. And they showed that people who multitask actually end up with what's called emotional blunting, which is mm-hmm. that they don't feel their own feelings, and they can't respond in a healthy way to the feelings of other people. And I was just talking to someone earlier today who was an executive married to another executive, and the marriage is in trouble. Guess why? They're both multitaskers. And I I had to say to this person, you know, there's nobody home in this marriage because you're both multitasking like crazy all day, every day, and then one of them will call the other and say, hey, uh, what about doing da-da-da, and and they get into these spats Mm -hmm. because they are emotionally blunted, exhausted people. And I would challenge that particular couple to take the rest quiz, my rest quiz at restquiz.com, because Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you they are probably deficient in more than two of the primary types of rest that we just described. What I found is that couples who actually do the do the process together of of reclaiming their life, of getting their rest lifestyle back in balance, have better sex, have better communications, 
have a happier family, and their kids tend to be more well-adjusted because they actually feel connected to their parents. They're not these distant people that wow. are just residing Wow, all right, everybody, take it in. Take it in because we are all about creating healthy relationships here at Modern Love. Everything we do, our coaching programs, our training programs, our mastermind programs, our, in fact, our mastermind program is called True Love and True Prosperity because we know that the body, the emotions, the mind, and the spirit all work together. They are all important parts of who we are. And here you're saying that they're also included in the seven kinds of rest. Absolutely. Body, emotions, and spirit are right here, four of the seven kinds of rest. So this is one of the great benefits to you as an individual, to you as a couple, to you. And if you're single and looking, trust me, it's much easier to be attractive if you're rested. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an obvious thing, isn't it, Dr. Shonda? <laughs> it is. And just a, a quick note, um, you know, we talk about, we're talking about kind of relationships and sexual bonding with couples. The sensory rest, what I found is a lot of women who are mothers have a problem with sensory rest. Have now, a describe sensory rest what overload. sensory rest is for people who don't know, please. Well, sensory rest has to do with just our five senses. And so what sensory rest is, is downgrading one of those senses that is being constantly fatigued. So in the case of mothers who have children that are at home or, or young children, a lot of times they uh, don't desire sex and it's not and they don't like physical touch. And it's not because they don't want their husbands anymore. What I found is most of them are actually on a on a touch overload. You know, they have tiny hands touching them all day long. So they need a moment of sensory rest from touch before they can then receive the touch from their husband and and not associate it it with another hand demanding something from them. That is wow, a hand that's that there is to powerful. give. That is powerful. Now, what about sensory in terms of auditory? List people who have their playlist going all day, every day, or people who have their televisions on. Yes, that's the other aspect of sensory rest. I often have people take a look at really where their sensory inputs are being overloaded. For some of us, it's our cell phones that we're glued to. For others, it might be their TV or their radio playing all the time. Some, for some people, it's just their environment they're working in. If they're working in a room where multiple people are talking with cubicles, just that hum creates an, an atmosphere of stress without them even thinking about it. So silence is very important for the overwhelmed auditory. For people who mm. work with computers, we teach them how to take periods to actually just close their eyes. Um, that relaxes a lot of those muscles that get overstressed in the face. For those who like to clench their jaw and, and suffer with TMJ, that helps relieve that because you, when you close your eyes, you can actually relax those muscles. And so there are multiple different ways to kind of de-sense the senses. I have to tell you, I am getting so much out of our conversation. This is really important. Now, let's take it home. What are those last two kinds of rest that we didn't talk about yet? We didn't talk about social, and actually mm -hmm. we did hit everything else. We talked about physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, sensory, creative, but what is social rest? And then we're going to say, what do we need to do starting tonight? So what is uh, the social? Yes, social rest really is about evaluating who in your life creates toxicity. And it's the wisdom to recognize those relationships which revive us from those that exhaust us. 
so that we can we can know that okay, this person's going to stress me out. So after I get done with my meeting with them, I need five minutes to de-stress that, so I don't take that home with my family, or I don't take that into my next meeting. We have to recognize that, and then not be afraid to to group those people, or even limit our exposures to them. Those so are good limit to exposure test. to toxic people. <laughs> That's a great thing to do. Now, how do we start tonight to get better rest, better sleep? What things should we be doing tonight? The first thing I would recommend someone do is just to start tidying up their mental space. I think that's a big one for most of us. We lay in the bed and we're going through our checklist, our to-do list. We're, we're going over our woulda, coulda, shoulda conversations where we wish we'd responded different. All of that's a waste of time. We need to be able to hit the bed with a clear mental space because that's when we start going into the deeper levels of non-REM sleep and can eventually get into REM sleep where we start dreaming and we start having those visions of kind of better that can come into our life. So I think that's probably the first place to start. And for yeah, those who have a difficulty things, doing that, they yeah, can start ahead. by just writing out whatever it is that's rummaging around in their mind, not yes. judging it, just getting it out of their mind onto another surface. Right. I was just going to say I find that it's very relieving for me and most people when I'm coaching people to write your to-do list for tomorrow before you go to bed, empty mm-hmm. out anything that is rolling around. And then the last thing, this is one of the core practices that I teach in all of our training programs, write a gratefulness list at the end of the day. Because when you get all the extraneous stuff out and then you go into that well of what do I have to be grateful for. That's been studied Mm -hmm. at the Center for Greater Good over at UC Berkeley to be one of the most powerful things to relax, to lower all the levels of stress hormones in the brain and the bloodstream, and to put us into a state where we're actually getting some of the same benefits that we get from mindfulness meditation just by practicing being grateful. So I would love to add that to your list, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. You are amazing. I'd love to add that gratefulness practice. And, you know, one of my friends, uh, some of you know the well-known chiropractor, whose name right this minute, I'm looking at his face, can't pull his name out because my brain is moving too fast. I'll think of it in a second. He was in the movie The Secret. But he says he writes his gratefulness list until he has a tear in his eye. He said, when I feel that tear of gratefulness, I'm so grateful that I want to weep with gratitude, then I'm done with my list for the night. And, and that's he'll the just sacred keep writing until he gets that. Yeah. I love that because that's what I had envisioned when I said the sacred part of rest because mm-hmm. the grateful the gratefulness list is really a, it's just spiritual rest. It's that moment of reclining in the holy. It's seeing the good that's all around you and the mm-hmm. beauty that's around you. We, I mean, we live in a world with so much pain, but there's always beauty and there's always light and there's always hope. And so when we take those moments of rest, what we're doing is we're entering into something sacred. And what that does is that starts restoring every area of our life bit by bit. Yes. And for those who are feeling, hey, life is overwhelming right now and too much input from politics and the media, this is where you turn off your TV, you turn off your news feed on your phone, just turn all the radio off in the car, whatever it is that you've got going, and take a break, unplug from all of that and go into one of these seven types of rest 
that Dr. Sandra is teaching us because I think it's so powerful. Now, there's one more thing that you talk about. I'd love for you to clarify that for our audience. We just have a couple of minutes left. But what is intentional rest? And why is intentional rest needed? Intentional rest is when you are making it a priority. You're purposely going after rest. A lot of us will say, well, I'm going to rest on the weekend. And so what we mean is we're just going to veg out and do nothing. Well, vegging out and doing nothing is not restorative. Rest, by definition, should be restorative in some way. It should pour back in what's being depleted regularly in your life. So intentional rest does that. You look at where the deficits are coming. You look at where you're exhausted. And you intentionally do activities that restore what's being lost. So what would some of those activities look like? For those of us who have um, very stressful jobs, we spend a lot of time pouring out in the other, in lives of others, counselors, doctors, nurses, pastors, anyone who's pouring out into the lives of others, intentionally pouring back in, would be making those times to be with those people who pour into you so that you're not just always the one pouring out, that you get with those people where you feel you can be authentic, where you're no longer having to be the professional and you're able to let your hair down, take the heels off, and just be one of the girls or one of the guys. That is a restorative activity. And I want the guys to take their heels off. That's very, very (laughs) important that they take their heels off and be one of the guys. So I want everyone to know now, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith has written a book, and I think it belongs on everybody's bookshelf. Go to your local bookstore because I'm a fan of supporting the few independent bookstores that are left. Or if you must, go to Amazon and order it. The book is called Sacred Rest. Recover your life, renew your energy, restore your sanity. She has the rest quiz where you can go take that quiz and see how you're doing. And if you're in a couple, then go take the quiz together and make some decisions about how you're going to get more rest and refresh your sex life and refresh your relationship. It's at restquiz.com. And if you really want to up your game in your relationship, you know what to do. Go to Eventbrite and register yourself for our upcoming seminar, Sex, Sex, More Sex, and Better Sex, because that is an art unto itself, and we all think we know everything there is to know about sex because we've had some. Nope. When you get done listening to working with myself and our sex experts, We're going to open your eyes, just like Sandra Dalton-Smith just opened our eyes, about what rest is versus just sleep. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. You have absolutely contributed at such a high level to all of us, and we're very grateful to you. And I think what I'm going to do is go and have some sensory restoration, and a walk in nature. That's what's speaking to me in terms of rest. All right, big thank you to LeGrand Green, our executive producer, to Cliff Dunning, our associate producer, and to our sponsor, Rainbow Grocery, and to all of you modern lovers, get some rest so you can be a better lover. And I'll see you the second Saturday in April at our Sex, Sex, More Sex, Better Sex training. Bye. Bless you.